0: You're listening to Clearing the Haze, episode number 82. Why you should be talking about your client's need for your drug and alcohol expertise. Keeping today's workplace drug-free should not be confusing. This is the Clearing the Haze podcast giving you the tools you need to most effectively address drug and alcohol use and decreased productivity in the workplace while investing in your positive company image. Now, here's your host, Chuck Marting. It is a common experience that a problem difficult at night is resolved in the morning after the committee of sleep has worked on it. John Steinbeck. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Clearing the Haze. I'm your host, Chuck Martin. The topic you should be talking about your client's need for your drug and alcohol expertise has been something on my mind for quite a bit now. With a lot of the things that we're seeing in society, we have many clients, employers, and business owners that are at a loss as to whether or not they even should be drug testing anymore. And let's face it, who can blame them? With everything that you see in the news with the legalization of marijuana, the push for it by the federal government now to legalize it federally, and also state by state, we're witnessing their legalization of psychedelic drugs like ecstasy, psilocybin, mushrooms. And I mean, psychedelic drugs for the proposed treatment of PTSD and other psychiatric medical uses can be very mind-boggling if any of us were to really look at that picture. And know what that looks like for us having dealt with and dealing with the legalization of marijuana right now. To witness where we are now and where we were 10 to 15 years ago on these same topics is like night and day. (laughs) Just to give you an example, I listened to a man talk on the podcast the other day about how he had been arrested, tried and convicted and served 10 years in federal prison for dealing marijuana on a large scale where he stated when he was first arrested and he was tried in court, he had already became a millionaire doing this, and he lost everything. But then 10 years later, he gets out of prison, and he finds that we have now legalized marijuana, the very same thing that he just served a 10-year sentence for, and it is now no longer against the law, and it's out in the open everywhere. And people are becoming millionaires every day, doing the same things that he did, but was put in prison for 10 years. So this makes absolutely no sense to me. I it, It's mind-blowing. I mean, what do you say to somebody like that? How do you justify taking 10 years of somebody's life and then having them come back into society only to see what they were punished for is now being done on a business scale legally and people are becoming billionaires and millionaires doing it? As confusing as it is for individuals such as this who have gone to prison, I feel that a lot of our clients who look to us for drug and alcohol testing are just as confused. None of them, when they first began their businesses, had ever thought that drug and alcohol testing and policies and procedures regarding it would become such a complicated and involved issue. Many of them any of the DERs that we train receive no training prior to becoming and coming to us as a DER to the extent of that their training was someone walking in saying to them, you are now in charge of our company's drug and alcohol testing policies. Here's the books. Here are the records. And uh, good luck. And that's the extent of it. <laughs> it's turned into a job training issue. And here we are three years into the FMCSA clearinghouse and we still are running into people who have never heard of the FMCSA clearinghouse and they have not registered their companies or their drivers into this program. The lack of communication that is out in our communities for employers to learn about regarding drug and alcohol testing is almost non-existent. I mean, let's face it, Half the time, the only reason that some of our clients are drug testing is because they're DOT and it's required for that mode that they're under. But on the flip side of that coin, we have individuals that are not required to do drug testing but choose to do so anyway. And this has become a nightmare for them knowing what they can and can't do with those expectations. And it should be. And what is reality to us, something that should be taken very seriously in the workplace. And it's necessary, especially seeing all the different things that we're seeing with people trying to legalize drug use and have it allowed in the workplace. A lot of times our clients do not take the time to understand or even know what the law is in their state pertaining to the legalization and use of marijuana or even other drugs. It isn't until they have a post-accident or a reasonable suspicion situation and they turn to you as the expert. Turning to you for drug and alcohol testing, this one instant. Now it's great that they've come to you with this issue. What are you looking at? What opportunities do you have that you can provide for them? Provide for them a service for this company, but also the opportunity you have in educating them so they're not finding themselves in a legal issue or quandary as to what they can and cannot do with an employee. When I first started clearing the Haze podcast, it was exactly because of this type of an incident. You see, I have gone to companies that were here locally in my community and asked them if they were using drug and alcohol testing services. And A lot of times I was advised by the owner of the company at that time that, that no, they didn't drug test and that they didn't feel it was anything that they needed to do and that they weren't wanting to be involved in employees' lives to the point where they were monitoring them, whether or not they were under the influence of drugs, and having to test, and all the things that came with that responsibility. But, much like the movie Groundhog Day, I started seeing a repeated event that happened over and over and over with employers. One particular incident, within two weeks of a conversation that I had with the owner of a business, He came here to our office and he explained to me how things were starting to become worse with the use of marijuana and other drugs in his workplace and he expressed his frustration, his anger and his displeasure with having to be put into this position by quote unquote the government and he asked me what his options were and what he could do and this is what I shared with him. I explained to him what the state law was and that he could in fact Drug and alcohol test and have a drug free workplace. I then explained to him that it couldn't be selective. In other words, he couldn't just come to me and say, These five people are the ones I picked for today's testing. It had to be a random drug and alcohol testing, mainly because you want to protect not only the business, but the employer as well from any type of allegations that they are being picked on or targeted because of being tested in that way. And they didn't have a more secure selection process. So that's where we came into the picture. And I was able to explain to him and paint that picture of what a drug and alcohol testing would look like for his workplace. After going through and explaining these things to this client, he told me that one of his employees had returned to work after he had driven the company truck through the site of his building by accident. When he advised this employee that he would need to take him to the hospital to be checked out and also to have a drug test done for insurance purposes, this employee looked at him and stated to him, that's fine, I have a medical marijuana card, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. This employer was livid, thinking that he had no recourse that he had just had to have to allow this to happen in his workplace. But I explained to him that he could indeed test his employees, and then explained to them that he could indeed test his employees, but that they had to be tested in the way that we had talked about earlier, that he just couldn't pick one or two, here one, there two, here three. It needed to be a thorough, and a random selection process where names were picked at random and then those names were tested. We explained to him that this was to his advantage that we do this type of testing with him because we didn't have a dog in the fight. Our company does not work in his workplace and that an employee couldn't come back to say they were being picked on or even targeted. This is why drug testing and the way that we explained it shared with him sat down and painted that picture for him, made total sense to him now. Our job is in finding solutions for these clients who are frustrated. Part of the tools that you can use in helping you to educate your employers is tapping into the different committees that Indesa has that are made available to you. One of these committees is one that I chair, which is the committee that has employers' rights in mind. And this committee goes over these types of situations, the laws that are affecting employees in each state, the solutions that we can come up with to help these employers in making decisions and choices that is best for their business. But there are other, other committees that you can become involved in, the Governmental Affairs Committee, where you're going to find out what is going on at the highest level with drug testing, things that we need to be aware of things that your employers need to be aware of so they can become involved and know what's happening before these laws are passed without any knowledge consent or even any discussion as to how it would affect them their workplace and the communities that they work in the other thing that i would suggest that you do is look for other training opportunities within our industry that are going to help you in becoming the expert You need to be for your clients. You know, some of this training is being provided by Indesa as well. So, an upcoming training opportunity, such as the one that's coming September 23rd in Rapid City, South Dakota, where the clearinghouse will be present, be talking about and updating information regarding that program. You know, the second part of that program will be with Jan Kornman, who will be talking about reasonable suspicion. And this training is pretty vital for any supervisor or employer to help them in recognizing signs and symptoms of workplace impairment and having enough to document for a reasonable suspicion test. Now think about it. We talked about this just earlier. Now I had an employer that came in that was just frustrated. He knew something was going on, but he wasn't sure. And he didn't really know until there was an accident. And then he figured out that he had a drug problem. I can tell you, after going and testing his entire company, he had a bigger problem than he thought he did originally. He even had supervisors that were involved in drugs. And this came as a total shock to him. But knowing that you can train people within the workplace to recognize signs and symptoms of impairment for reasonable suspicion is huge for any business in today's world and what we're experiencing, and what we're having to live in. Now, Jan is going to be talking about reasonable suspicion. I will be teaching a more in-depth class that will help supervisors in narrowing down the impairment they're seeing, and it's going to help them in verifying the impairment. I'm going to show them some things that were taught in the police academy when I was teaching the subject, teaching officers to recognize impairment and what drugs were causing that impairment. Those are the things that I'm going to be teaching in this class. It's going to help you in verifying the impairment and then using diagnostic testing, okay, which is drug and alcohol testing. And this is the same type of thing that police officers do when they do drug recognition. They'll verify it. They'll have testing that they do. And then they verify what they're seeing with a drug test whether it's urine or blood. So this is the same type of training that they are seeing. So when you hear people say that there is no impairment testing, in a sense, that is true. However, there is impairment training that we can put you through to help you in recognizing that you have drug impairment in the workplace. This is enough for you to do documentation for reasonable suspicion and then to verify with drug testing. So we need to give our employers these tools that, one, they don't know they're available to them, and number two, once we tell them that, we have to make it available to them. Now, you can do the training yourself, or you can go to my website, which is ImpairmentDetectionAcademy.com, and you can go ahead and you can download the impairment training. You can take the impairment training through Zoom if you're not able to get to Rapid City, South Dakota for that training. But the point is, is that you need to go through this training yourself so that you understand what that impairment looks like so that you can go and teach your clients what that impairment is. There's nothing that says that you have to be an expert in this area, but you do need to have the knowledge and the skills to understand what that impairment looks like and to be able to relay that to your clients in a way that they're going to understand it. And like I said, if you're not able to do that, there's some people that aren't comfortable in doing training and that's fine. I have some training on Impairment Detection Academy, and DASA has their training that you can uh, purchase from them and then resell to your clients as well. So that is an opportunity that you can look at. You also have individuals like myself, Jan Corman, and others that are willing to travel to you to do classes for you and to be able to train your employers, your supervisors, or any type of training that you need in regards to drug impairment. But remember, you have the free training on the clearinghouse that's coming up. You can learn this. You can go to your clients, like we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. How many clients have you come across or have had come into your facilities that do not know what the clearinghouse is, that haven't even heard of it, and we're three years into this? So this is an area that you can help your clients in. We also have other opportunities to help them. How many times have you come across a supervisor that's brand new, a brand new DER, a designated employer representative, that's just been handed the book and the information and the past records and said, you're in charge of this program, good luck. And that's the extent of their training. (laughs) So we have training for that as well. So this is something that you can help your employers with because I know how frustrating it's been for us. So I know that it's been frustrating for you to have a DER come to you who's in charge of a drug and alcohol policy and program for their employer and they're coming to you needing help because they don't know how to do the job that they need to do because nobody has shown them. Instead of us continually having to just have these one-on-one, 10, 15, 20-minute conversations with somebody telling them what they can and can't do, why aren't we training them? You can do the training, or you can have other resources like Impairment Detection Academy and DASA and others that have that training available that you can give to your employers so that they can be educated and understand what it is that they need to do to be effective in that position. So this is my challenge to you. We all have employers that we know need our help. I want you to reach out to at least five of your employers or clients, and I want you to give them the link to sign up for the FMCSA Clearinghouse update so they can know what changes have been done, the updates, what they need to do, things like that. This part of the conference is free, but they have to register for it. So I'm going to put the registration link in the show notes. But basically what you need to do is go to coremanagementservices.com slash upcoming courses, and you'll be able to sign up there. If those employers have supervisors that they need, to have the Reasonable Suspicion training. They can pay for that course on that registration page and take that course as well. It's going to be by Zoom or live, okay? All these trainings on the 23rd are going to be both live and available on Zoom. The Workplace Drug Impairment Recognition course that I'm going to be training is available on Zoom as well, and the cost of the course is there, okay? So I would highly recommend, at least like I said, reach out to five of the clients that you have that you can identify that would benefit, if anything, just for the FMCSA Clearinghouse part of this. If the other two courses are of interest to them, then they can sign up for it. But I'm going to tell you right now that if they take advantage of this FMCSA Clearinghouse training to not only know what it is, but to be able to be updated, They're even going to be able to ask questions on the Zoom link because we're going to have somebody that's going to be monitoring that. Now, can I guarantee that every single question is going to be answered during that period of time? I don't know. I don't know how many questions are going to come in, but we're going to be able to give those questions to the FMCSA so then they can follow up with those questions as well. So do yourselves a favor. Take advantage of training that's like this, okay? Like I said, this is free, and it's going to be coming up here really quick, just in a couple of weeks. So the registration information will be in the show notes for that. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Clearing the Haze. Like I said, this was something that has been on my mind for a couple of weeks now. Um, just going over things and things that we're experiencing here in our workplace our clients and others that are coming through the door. So I know that if we're dealing with this, that you are too. And so that's why it was important for me to address this. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And if you can share this with those that you know that are in our industry that would benefit from this information, I would appreciate that. So until next week, when we bring you another episode of Clearing the Haze, remember, it's your vision, it's your dream, and it's your business. Take care.